Bung Bung. Welcome to the pod. He's brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee. And, you know, not only is Bung Bung Coffee high quality, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's got the power of, uh, well, you know, some have said Jesus Christ himself, you know, um, you can turn, you can turn regular water, regular boiling water into, you know, coffee, caffeinated, caffeinated water, and it'll change your life, it'll make you more productive, it'll be inspiring, it is, a, it is inspirational, not only is the taste an inspiration, not only will the taste open your eyes up and make you sense everything even more, every one of your your senses will become more powerful, due to Welcome to the Potty and, and Bung Bung Coffee, you have that Bung Bung Coffee and you, you see, you see colour, you know, you see color more vibrantly. You hear sounds more, more melodically. You feel pain and pleasure more intensely. You know, you smell what the rock is cooking. And that's through television and you can still smell it. And that's why you want Bung Bung Coffee. It is an inspiration to the senses and to your life. Not only does it make you more productive, it makes you more efficient. It makes you better at whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to do a drawing and all and all you're good at is outlines and you're not so good at the colouring in part. Bung Bung. Get that, get that colour on the page. Splash it up. You feel me? That's Bung Bung Coffee. You what? You're really good at, at dribbling a ball, but you're really slow. You're too slow to get down the court in, in less than 24 seconds. Bung Bung speed you right up. Oh, you got oh you got jokes, but you don't have the confidence to get on stage. Bung Bung will get you up there, baby. That's what we're talking about here at Bung Bung Coffee. That's why this coffee is the sponsor of the Welcome to the Potty podcast, man. Like, there's not, there's just nothing like it. And you can get it. You can change your life. You can become more productive, more efficient, become inspired. Bung bung coffee. Be inspired. That could be, you know, a phrase that, that gets used for marketing purposes. See, I'm on that bung bung coffee right now. I'm coming up with new ideas. You know, you deserve more than just good coffee. You deserve great coffee. You deserve inspirational coffee. Bung Bung Coffee. Get yours at bungbungcoffee.com. And if you listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast, you can enter the promo code POTTY, P-O-D-D-Y, P-O-D-D-Y, for 15% off all orders. All orders. So get yours. Bungbungcoffee.com. If you want to support the show in any other way, you can go to welcometothepotty.com. Uh, you can donate. You can donate coin to the show or you can just buy some merch, buy some of our silky, silky merch. This shit is soft as baby shit. I've told you that. Soft as room temperature butter, dude. You can spread it on toast. These T-shirts will literally put you to sleep. Uh, I think there is a warning that comes with them. Do not wear while driving. Because they'll put you straight to sleep. All 
why they are deliciously smooth. Smooth like Blue Label Whiskey. All of the merch from the Welcome to the Potty podcast. So go to welcometothepotty.com, buy some merch to support the show. And if you know if you don't like the merch or you, you can't afford the merch, just all you need to do is tell a friend to tell a friend. We're just trying to grow this shit. So if you want to support the show without spending, that's all you got to do is tell people about it. Say, hey, look, I I listen to this this podcast. It's hilarious. It's stupid. It's so dumb, but you're probably going to learn something because it's so dumb it'll make you smart. Think about that. That's all you got to say to somebody. Uh, if you share it in any other way, if you, sh- if you share it on your Instagram stories or t- retweet it or whatever you do, if you send us a screenshot of however you shared it, or if you're telling friends, just fi- just film it or voice record uh, voice record yourself telling friends about it, and then you automatically go in the draw to win some of that sweet sweet butter soft merch. All right, just do that. Sign up, follow, rate, review, five stars. If you give us a five star review, we'll read it out on the show. Give you a bit of a shout out. You know. You know how we do over here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. Love you guys. Let's start the show. Welcome to Welcome to the Potty. Best show on the internet. Ask anybody. You know it's easy money. Sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Potty. Blackout in the booth. Every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This is Welcome to the Potty. Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the captain, the Jack Black of podcasting, because I am overweighted but underrated. Okay, dude, we. We really, we had a lot to talk about last week. I feel like I've got even more to talk about this week. But let's just slowly get into this. Okay, you know what's happened. You know what's happened. Like, uh, the tour has started. The, the you know, Clay McMath comedy tour. SA Comedy Roadshow. That shit has started, man. And we are out here doing shows. And last, last episode, I talked to you about how we killed a cat and... Um, you know, Justin died on stage and then we saw a dead body on the way home and I have an update. Now, Boardman's not here today, but me and Boardman, we were talking and we were like, I think we've got a friend that can look into this for us. And we do. And he, um, he looked into it. And it turns out that that was not a dead body. That was a live human body. And... Um, it was a female. I said it was a male, so I was, you know, my eyes deceived me. I swore it was a dead body, so I don't know what, you know, colour this female was, but, you know, she wasn't looking lively when I saw her. But apparently what had happened was this this female, I don't know the age of them, but she was drunk and annoyed, and she was being in a, a disturbance, okay? She was running out in front of traffic. I don't know if she really wanted to go or not, but she was running out in front of traffic. And that someone called it in, and I don't know if she was cuffed, but she was down on the she was down on the ground there, with a space blanket over her to keep her warm because it was a cold night. So maybe the skin tone, maybe the skin tone was you know due to the the you know cold nature of the uh, the evening, but so you know I said all deaths come in threes, and it turns out we only had two deaths. But I feel like. That episode really, 
really led into the week ahead of it. It kind of, in a, in a way, I believe it sort of, I guess, predicted the, the death of, of the Queen. Oh my god! Wow! Oh my god! Yeah, man, we 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 were out here just predict predicting deaths. Like we knew it was going to be a be a third one, and you might be like, "Oh well, oh my uncle died." That we, well, I don't know your uncle, dude. I know the queen. I know of her. Everyone knows of her and acts like they know her. Isn't that, you know, it's wild how much people care about that family, bro. Like. Someone, you know, people like she worked every day until she was 96. Nigga, I could work too if all I had to do was just wave at cunts. That's light. That is light work. You think that bitch is out there cooking, bro? Do you think she's cleaning? You think she's, you know, doing, you know, just, you think she's doing case conferences and shit? You think she's out there doing, you know, She's putting her signature on shit, I'm sure, but even when you, you turn 100 and you get a letter from the Queen, she don't write that shit. You know, she might sign it or someone might sign it on her behalf. To, she doesn't give a fuck about you, dude. You're poor. She's rich, man. She's out here flexing on motherfuckers, wearing a tiara, bro, or a crown or something, jewels, necklaces, Rubies, dude, emeralds, sapphires, you know, stones, shiny stones, see-through stones, you know, diamonds, crystals, topaz, bro. That's th- these are all crystals. I'm just naming these shits off the top of the dome, dude. There's more that you know, um, opal, right? You know, there's gonna be more. Something there, there's something else out there probably. Pearl, dude. Pearl, and that's the old lady's name too. And it's it's crazy that the the queen will write you a letter when you turn a hundred, but she won't even turn a hundred. You know, how hard are you really working, dude? You're gonna let everyone turn a hundred except yourself, bro? What? You got to turn up. You got to be there on that hundredth. If 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 you're if there's nothing else that you're doing in your role, turning a hundred should be it. I don't really believe in the royal family. Like, I know it's not, you know, it's not supernatural or nothing. Like, it's it's proven that they exist, but I don't really believe in their whole swag. I don't believe in their whole energy, man. Like, what what they do. What are they, where, where are they? Why are they here? That's what I don't believe in. You just accumulated wealth by colonizing countries and, you know, really fucking shit up for people. You know, Aboriginals are in a tough spot right now. Aborigines, I think, is the plural. But they're, you know, they their whole culture got fucked up by white people coming from England. Captain Cook, you know, he did he started that shit, and um, that's really England fucking shit up for a whole continent, Australia. They were down here chilling, doing it naked. You know, now they're wearing fucking clothes and shit stolen generation they took 
children from their parents took them bro that's all that's all britain and then they're just rich dude and you're just like oh oh you know god save the queen get that bitch off this continent bro she's not even here that's the wild part she's just out there owning countries that isn't even hers australia new zealand papua new guinea canada what else whatever else is commonwealth trinidad and tobago maybe i don't know man i love tabasco though i love tabasco but she's gone man i can't you know i i i don't really care about it i don't care about it man i think that you know all she really was to me was you know the the face on my on my money man her head is on my money and i barely even use that anymore everything's you know I pay through my phone and, you know, card. So I don't even really see her that much anymore, man. You know, sometimes if I have a party, I'll go take the bottles to the place and they'll, you know, I'll get $15. She'll be on like a $5 bill or whatever. I'll be like, all right. Queen Lizzie, stick her in in the freaking, the coin machine and then get five of her, chuck five of those bitches in the pokes, you know? Lose that, lose that in one spin. That's a five dollar. That's a five dollar do. Sometimes you get lucky. You end up getting free games on a five dollar spin. Ring, ring, bang! You walk out there with three hundred and fifty bucks off of a fiver. But that's pretty rare, man. Just like it's it's rare to to really even meet the queen in real life. All you know her from is the crown, which is fictional. Well, it's it's non-fiction. But it's like, you know, dramatized. And what's more dramatic than marrying your own cousin, man? That's dramatic as hell, bro. I don't. I, I couldn't really think of anything. I couldn't think of anything more dramatic than that. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe if like another cousin tried to tried to stop the wedding because they wanted to marry you as well. And then you were just in like a triad with two cousins. That would be more dramatic than marrying one cousin. That's all I'm trying to say, man, is I just don't really, I don't really fuck with it. Like, I, I do I think Meghan Markle had a hand in the death? You're going to say something like, oh, she's not even in the same country. Yeah, but have you ever heard of voodoo? If she's in the US right now, she could have been in St. Louis talking to a witch, witch doctor, doing voodoo on it, you know, put, putting a pin in her throat. Damn. Now look at her. She's got a cold. She's 96. She's never going to overcome this. This is, you know, Meghan Markle's liable for that, I think. Or maybe even like someone was mad at Liz Cambage and wanted to do some voodoo on her and the voodoo got all mixed up and they, you know, they dropped the wrong Lizzie. You know, and I know like one Lizzie's white, one's black, but there's a whole lot of racism shit mixed up in this. I think that could, I think that could have happened. So look, as people are not happy with Liz Cambridge right now for talking, you know, really going full prima donna. And prima donna sounds like you're talking about something before the existence of Madonna, but I don't think that's what it is because I think the words are prima, P-R-I-M-A, and then donna. D-O-N-N-A. Shout out to my friend's mother. Her name's Donna. 
Um, but like, yeah, Liz Camp people mad, mad at Liz Cambridge. So if they went to go voodoo on her, you know, wires get crossed, bang, wrong, Lizzie gets dropped. And so I think that could, you know, that could possibly be, you know, a mistake, an identity thing or identity theft. I think once someone steals your identity when you're the queen and you're 96, that can really fuck with your whole heart muscle. Like, you cannot believe someone had the balls to steal your identity, you know? The amount of money they're going to spend on the funeral is lit. They said it's going to be the biggest, um, like, security setup or security sit-show in the whole history of England. And that's cool, like, you know, security's dope and all that, but, like, all that bread. You know, we're doing moments of silence before AFL games and shit. AFL created, Australian rules football created by the Aboriginal man. Then look at that. They're, you know, paying homage to the queen who robbed them of their land, bruh. That's all I'm saying. Do I I have a firm grasp on Australian history? No. Of course not. Of course not, dude. Why would I? They don't know how to teach things in a fun way in school. It's mad boring, so you tune out. They're up there talking about, you know, you got your teacher up there. He's fucking guts hanging over his belt. You don't even know what what precious metal his belt buckle was made out of. Is it gold, silver, or just like, just, you know, stainless steel, you know? Bronze, could have been bronze, you know, could have been brass, could have been all shined up. But we'll never know because his gut's hanging over the top of it. And he's up there talking like this about, and now I put a video on. And I'm just sitting in the fucking back row. Like, I, I cannot even hear him. I, like my In my head, it's just like, it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up, you know? That's what's going on in my mind in the back, you know, the I'm up the back, you know, graphing on the table and shit. Not even graphing, carving. I'm doing wood shop in history class, dude. Fucking chiseling into the table like, Clay and Jess forever, you know? And then you see Jess 14 years later and she honestly, she looks like shit, dude. You know, like, <laughs> and that's in a table forever. If I was going to break into a school, it would be my primary school and I would go and get that table and I'd light it on fire, bro. I'd light that table on fire because that's embarrassing, dude. That kind of fucks up my whole reputation if people see that. I, I I doubt that a lot of clays went to that school, especially Claiborne's. But, and back then, I used to always write Claiborne. I, I wouldn't go by Clay because I'd get so mad at motherfuckers for calling me Clay because I'd be like, can you not say my name? Can you not say my name? I'm Claiborne. That's what I used to be like. But I'd cry. I'd even cry about it, man. Well, that was probably before the, the whole, you know, carving Jess into the table, you know, love heart. CM for JT or whatever. Justin Timberlake. And you know, honestly, if I was if I was in a relationship with Justin Timberlake, I'd carve it into something. I'd carve it into something, man. 
um, man, a lot of vehicle shit been happening to me this week. Got a parking ticket. Don't believe I should have got it. Okay, so I moved my car at 12, which was an hour before I needed to move it. So I went and moved it from a four-hour park to a two-hour park. So that means I had until 2 o'clock. I go out at 1.50. I've got a ticket. Uh, well, I must have gone out at one fifty-five, right? Because I got a ticket that said one fifty on it. I look at my watch; it's like one fifty-eight, and I'm like, "I've still got two minutes." I go online. I go online to fucking, um, you know, appeal it, and they've got a photo. They've got one photo, and all it is is of my car and the sign, and it's like, "Yeah, Duke." That's where I parked my car under that sign. Yeah, for two hours. It doesn't. There's no before picture and after picture with timestamps and shit. And I, yeah, I appealed it. I'm fighting it, man. And I'll go to court over this shit. I'm not playing. I'm not fucking playing, man. Easy money. We are not playing around. That's fifty eight dollars that I'm not just fucking giving you. And it's because we got the Royal Adelaide Show, which is, for anyone that's not here in Adelaide, it's like a carnival. It's like, you know, rides and, and carnival games, you know, games that you're supposed to lose at, but some some people are good at them and they win. But that's what, you know, and that's really close to my work. So people are parking all around my work at the moment and parkies are trying to take advantage. All the main roads around the area uh, they've been reduced from 60 kilometers an hour to 25 and then they've just got cops all up and down there with radars i've been seeing get people get pulled over all weekend bro me no no but i'll tell you this i drove by a cop while i was getting tailgated i was actually in a tailgate stalemate because i was like i'm not about to get caught speeding and this motherfucker was like speed up and he was riding my asshole bro no bruno okay he's up my asshole riding me, dude. And this is the most no home loans shit I'm trying to talk about right now. But we we got caught in a tailgate stalemate, man. And it was just like, I'm not speeding up. I'm not going to speed up and get hit with a um, speeding ticket because I see a radar up there. I can fucking see it. I see it, right? The car next to me, is going even slower than me, but like probably only one kilometer slower. So like I'm only just gradually getting in front of this guy. I finally get in front of him because I don't want to floor it because I see the radar. I finally get in front of him. I pull over in front. Well, not pull over, but I I change lanes in front of the other, the slower guy, the guy behind me <laughs> takes off. Woo woo. Gets pulled over. Suck my dick. Suck my dick. We got caught in a tailgate stalemate. Now you got a fine. And I hope he lost his license because, man, you know, you guys know me. I'm I'm a peaceful dude now. I got a tattoo and shit to remind me to be peaceful, all right? Says, <laughs> it says no regrets, all right? No, I got a, I got like a dove up on my, like, shoulder, clavicle area. Just to like, you know, be, you know, that dove peace. It's like a peace offering. Just fucking chill, relax. It's got clouds around it. It looks like beautiful. It's like godly almost. It's almost a representation of how I am 
essentially the maker of this earth. You know, I don't believe in God, but um, no, it's a, it's it's just like a thing. It's just like you got to be peaceful, dude. You can't slap the shit out of everybody that pisses you off. And this, I was like on the verge of getting out of my car and just being like, "Dude, should we do this right now? Let's fucking go!" Like. That's the kind of level I was getting to. I turned my podcast up though. It was funny. It got me, you know, lightened. It lightened my whole, my whole mood, you know, and I relaxed. I got in front of this other slow car, changed lanes, and this motherfucker got his comeuppance instantly, bro. Instant karma, dude. I, I held strong. I didn't let this motherfucker get me. I didn't speed because this motherfucker was riding my tail, bro. The tailgate stalemate worked out for the best it was dude just watching that motherfucker get pulled over there was it was the most like uh, the most satisfying shit i have seen in a long time and it you know it reminded me of this other time we used to train up in the adelaide hills so it would be you know maybe you know 45 minutes away from home and you'd come back down the freeway on your way home it'd be like 10 o'clock at night so like not not any traffic and you could you know you could easily speed because there was no traffic on you know three lane freeway three maybe four lanes and um one night my friend was behind me driving behind me and i um shit yeah and we were going like we were going a little bit above the speed limit which is you know which is fine um, but I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to speed. And I slowed down and he fucking zoomed by me, gave me the finger. I was like, oh, fucking hell. And, um, then I just see these lights come on. Oh, he got pulled over, bro. And it was so funny. Cause I was like, you know, I don't, you know, this is unsafe. I don't need, I don't need a fine right now, blah, blah, blah. So I just stopped and he took the fuck off. I reckon he was going, um, so it's a hundred, I think hundred zone. He would be going one, at least one fifteen. Uh, his dad was a judge though. So he probably got off, but, um, and that's, you know, that's how the world works. You know, somebody is about who, you know, not what, you know, you feel me. So, um, he probably got off and he's actually a lawyer now, funnily enough, um, return to work law. So like you get injured in the workplace and, um, I guess he does law about that. I don't know. Uh, shit, man. I, 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 what was I talking about? The queen? Yeah, she don't even drive her own car. You guys are talking about she worked every day until she was 96. Um, those dogs that follow her around, I'm pretty sure she didn't even feed them. She didn't drive. She didn't cook, clean. You know, what the fuck was she doing? It's the monarchy. Respect Her Majesty the Queen. Bruh, relax, man. You need to relax because, you know, if you want to do it, people say like, oh, mum, what are you you getting out of the fancy cutlery for? Is the queen come for dinner? Ah, no, nigga. She will never come to your house for dinner. You're poor. Are we forgetting how poor everyone is? She doesn't give a fuck about you, bruh. Her funeral is going to cost more than your your entire household makes over the next decade. 
I'm telling you, man. Shit's foul. She's foul. Who gives a fuck, man? And this king? Now it's just a king, dude? So what? Queen's birthday weekend's gonna be king's birthday weekend? That doesn't even sound good, bro. Collingwood, Collingwood and Melbourne, like, do you think they're even gonna play on the month, on the public holiday now? Or it doesn't even make sense, king's birthday. You know? Queen's birthday. <sighs> man. I hope we still get that day off, though. For real. Um, man, that's 30 minutes, and I just—I really don't have a whole much, whole lot else to talk about. Oh, yes, I do. What the fuck am I talking about? Check this out. Friday, you know, Friday, I'm, I'm writing jokes. I'm doing this and doing that. I'm trying to book, book gigs. And I was, um, I had to go and do something else. And I was like, oh, Rach, I got to, I got to slide into the city. Do you want to come? And she was like, oh, mm, nah. And I was like, oh, nah, just come. Like, how about if we get dinner? And she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I want to go soon though. And she's like, mm, oh, no, I can't be bothered. And I was like, fuck, all right, I'll go by myself. And then I had a, I had a gin and soda. At home, and I like I got a little vibe happening, and I was like, I was like, Rach, get dressed. We're going into the city. We're we're having dinner. We're gonna have a drink. Bring Kenny, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna call this hotel. It's a pretty nice hotel, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name them here. Um, but she's like, I'm gonna call this hotel and just see if they got availability. If they do, should we do it? And I was like, oh. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. She calls them. They're like, yeah, yeah, we've got a suite available. We locked it in and we just went, we went there Friday night on a whim, man, which is like wild, bro. Like I I love to do that type of shit, but I don't do it very often. You know, we, we like to talk about living in the moment, man. And we don't, we don't live in the moment because if we did, we wouldn't, we, we would do more shit for ourselves. You know, we're always going to work. You know, doing the dishes, you know, hanging laundry. If we were living in the moment, man, we would just be the most hedonistic. Uh, maybe, have I talked about, did I already go over this shit? But this is for another reason, because we actually did it. We lived in the moment. We are like, fuck it, we're going. And we went, and we watched the footy, on you know in the hotel we drank and Kenny like Kenny was with us and he's just like the happiest little boy and you know it was in Adelaide so like I left the dogs at home and I just came back in the morning and fed him and then went back and hung out all day and then came back at night and fed him and that you know that's annoying but like if you're trying to live that hedonistic lifestyle, bro, and just like bounce whenever you want, you can't just like expect other people to pick up your shit for you, you know? So we just dealt with it, man. And it was just, man, it was, it was refreshing. It was recharging, man. Like we just did it, bro. Like Nike, we just did it. We went out there and we did what we fucking wanted to do, which not everybody can do, man. And, even like, you know, if I was smarter with my money, of course I wouldn't have done that shit because it was like, 
But you know, this fucking house could burn down tonight, and it's like fuck it. You just like, I, 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 you know, I like the thought of you know leaving something for for Kenny, but also I'm also like, you cannot die with your money, man. Like, just go do some shit, get busy, man. Get busy living or get busy dying. That, that, you know, that's some real Matthew McConaughey shit. That he would say something like, like that, except he would he would whistle. Like, man, my grandpappy, he, uh, that's not how he talks, though. How's Matthew McConaughey, he's, he's really, he's really smooth. And I don't know what fucking accent I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out McConaughey. Hold on, let's, let's give this motherfucker a quick Google. See what he sounds like. Um, Cause he's like he can really get foolish, man. He can he can get wild on the Leah. Let's check his gram out. He gets wild on the gram, dude. Check out this psycho. Um, M A T T. Uh, Hugh Matthew. Um, Mick. There it is. Officially McConaughey. McConaughey. God knows. All right, we got to find one where he's talking. He's a wild motherfucker, bro. Some good advice. So, my college roommate, Samuel Monroe Wills, went home for a Christmas break. This motherfucker, I told you he'd be, I told you he'd be whistling. And he's like, so, my college roommate, he went home on the Christmas break. Get busy, get get busy, get busy. <laughs> I can't even do it. What's it? Let's let's see. This is in my life. And most of them Just never happened. <laughs> we got to watch that psycho do this shit again. What's he talking about? Boy, I've got some good advice. <laughs> Who says so, that? Who says that? Who says I've got I've got some good advice? Boy, I've got some good advice. Boy, I've got some good advice. So, my college roommate, Samuel Monroe Wills, went home. So, my college roommate, Samuel Monroe Wills, he's the type of person that would, he is the type of person that would give out your middle name and just just make sure that your, um, you know, your identity gets stolen and then potentially, you know, kill the Queen of England. This could be Matthew McConaughey's whole fault. The the, the death of the Queen, man. The death of the Queen. God, who cares, bro? But yeah, get busy living or get busy dying is some McConaughey type of shit that where he would he would say that his grandpappy said it and you're you're all like, What? Your grandpappy didn't make that. He's like, Yeah, my my grandpappy who invented the post it notes. <laughs> it's like your grandpappy did not invent post-it notes and he did not invent fucking get busy living or get busy dying. Like he, McConaughey is, dude, I love him. I think he's hilarious, but he is completely insane, dude. You know, and that's coming from, a, you know, a crazy motherfucker, dude. I know I'm, I know I'm unhinged, dude. I know I'm fully, um, you know, Russell crowed out. Sensational. But, um, you know, we're just trying to, just trying to get by, bro. But nah, man, you, 
sometimes you just gotta you just gotta do it. Like I had, I had golf booked in for Sunday today, and um, you know, had to cancel it because I was having some family time, man. And we went for a walk. We, you know, oh, did we spend bread this weekend? Yeah, dude. Yeah, too much. Too much, but I feel like I've, I honestly feel like I've been on a holiday, man. Like I just got up early. I'll get up early, come and look after the dogs, feed them a shit and get back to the hotel before Rach and Kenny were even awake, man. So it was dope. First morning I came here, honestly, there was shit all over the carpet because we let, we, we, we left the girls in there probably too long we left we left early like probably five o'clock and their bedtime's really not not until like eight thirty nine o'clock so they were in their bedroom far too long shit everywhere so i had to clean that um yesterday morning and was i frustrated yes not with the dogs though because it wasn't their fault um god they're so cute they're so cute and i missed them I missed him, even though I saw him every day, twice a day. <laughs> I missed him, man. Even today, we had a, we had a late checkout at mid, midday. I got home seven, let the girls out, gave them breakfast, you know, threw the ball, went back, watched a couple movies in bed, checked out. And so, I've you know, but like, I still missed him, man. I just like, I like being around him all day. Uh, but, you know, you got to work nine to five. So you, you miss your dogs every day anyway. And my kid, I miss Kenny every day, bro. Dude, work is so hectic. Like, no, I'm not talking my job. I just, the whole idea of work is just like crazy to spend most of your life there. Like most of your time, most of your life, most of your energy, you dedicate everything to work, to somebody else's pockets. And I mean, you know, I get it. They they are paying you. They help you get by. But like, man, 40 hours a week though? 40 of them? Dude. That's, yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. I was talking to a guy at my work about this book called The 4-Hour Workweek, which um which will fuck your life up, dude, if you read it, because it's just about it's just about cheating the system and saying you can you can have a full time job and work only four hours and basically outsource everything to like you know poor motherfuckers in India, India, another country that the Queen just took control of and said fuck you, you know, Indians hate British people. Have you ever watched a like? Hindi film, like Bollywood or Tollywood film. The the just like remember American movies, how it was always Russians were the bad guys. In Hindi films, is the British Empire always? You know, because you got motherfuckers writing the four hour work week and saying, "Don't worry about it, the Indians will do it." You know, and then we're like, "Fuck, I just want to speak to someone who can speak some fucking English." My fucking phone doesn't fucking work. Put me on to someone who speaks fucking English. No, I'm not racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man. Motherfuckers are just out here on some wild shit. The whole world is on some wild shit, man. 
And I'm here just, I'm the, you know, I'm just here being perfect, judging everybody. I've never stepped a foot out of line. It's false. That's, you know, that's sarcasm. I'm an idiot. My whole, my whole existence is a mistake. <laughs> that's not true. My parents were trying. I've asked them. I ask them regularly. I try to catch them out. I try to catch them slipping one day, but they always tell me I was planned. But one day they'll tell me the truth. Um, yeah, man, I just, that was a great weekend and I recommend it. I recommend it. Spontaneity, dude. People, you know, some people like to budget. Some people like to live real frugal and like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Cause I'm, I'm saving for something in 20 years. I was like, shit, not me, dude. I'm out here fucking pissing my money up the wall as soon as I make it, man. And I like to live that way. I do. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's fun, man. It's fun to just be doing what you want. It's fun to fund a comedy career instead of whatever the fuck else, you know, saving for saving for a house that I'll never pay off. What's the point, man? What's the fucking point? As long as my kid's fed, he's healthy, I'm paying his, you know, I'll pay his medical bills when they're ready, you know, when they're up. You know, he's good. We're good. We're e- we're eating good. We we're staying at the fucking hotel on on a whim. We're good, man. And Kenny's not gonna go without. But it's just like it's just, man. It felt good. Oh, it felt good. I feel refreshed, dude. I feel so fucking refreshed. And. Uh, it was my normal, like, I didn't take a day off work or nothing. It was just a weekend, and we just did it. And it got us out of, the like, just doing the same shit. You know, regrettably, I had to cancel the, the podcast with Boardman, so I don't have him in here today. I like seeing, you know, I like seeing him every week, but, you know, sacrifice for, for hedonism. We sacrifice for hedonism. And that's, you know, get that tatted on your throat. You feel me? Um, I think I've got one Clay's review. If I can just, uh, uh, if we can get, get there. There we go. Clay's reviews. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinker costumes. This segment is Clay's reviews. This one is called Demolition. Um, and it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, man. Jake Gyllenhaal is the main character. Um, and quick rundown. Basically, guy's wife dies in a car accident and he has to go through the grief process. And it's it's not the typical seven stages of grief, okay? That's what I'll tell you. And so he's got there, it's just a unique journey through that process and it was interesting to watch it was very heavy subject matter but they did it in a light-hearted way which is which is great and it didn't it didn't it didn't take away from the message it was still clearly a you know a difficult traumatic process and the the response the response was um as traumatic as the the death was 
You know, he wasn't he wasn't dealing with it the normal way that someone deals with it. And he went through this shit and he, you know, he made friends with some lady and she had a kid and he he was a good influence on the kid. He helped the kid to be himself. And the kid honestly was the, you know, the sexiest kid I've ever seen in a movie. And, you know, that's probably just put me on a watch list. But man, he had like some serious Mick Jagger vibes for real. This kid was he was a little sex pistol. Honestly, he could have been a lead singer in a in a hair metal band. Unbelievable. It was it was sad and uplifting at the same time. And yeah, although it wasn't it wasn't overly creative in terms of writing and or cinematography. But it was the tone. I think the tone was the main thing I took away from this movie. Um, and it was on Disney Plus, 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Where are we? Where are we? 45 minutes. Man, I don't have any sports to talk about. I watched the footy. Shout out to Collingwood. Shout out to Brazzy Maynard. Um, going to the semis. Uh, going to Sydney next week to play, you know, Sydney. And then Geelong's going to play, who was the Friday night game? Melbourne lost, Melbourne lost to somebody. Shit. Shit. Oh, that's frustrating, man. My phone's right here. Like, it's not that hard to just look it up, is it? Let's have a quick squeeze here. AFL app. Oh, yeah, take longer to load, you know? Brisbane, that's right. So Brisbane will play Geelong next week and lose. And um, Collingwood, will, Collingwood will beat Sydney. So, so that's good. Chuck those two picks in your multi. Um... Yeah, Pendles, 25-plus disposals. And I'd say Jamie Elliott. Jamie Elliott for two goals and um, Degoe for one. And then you want you want Lockie Neal for 25-plus. And uh, Danaher's going to be back next week, so get him for a goal. There you go. Chuck that in your multi. Let us know how you go. Uh, I love you guys. Obviously, don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung. Bung bung.